Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. gentlemen boys and girls from around the world today is october 2nd 2019 and we are talking the crypto rating council at the top of the show so it was announced here on monday that cryptocurrency exchange operators including coinbase kraken and circle have teamed up to create a system that rates digital tokens on how close they are to securities the points-based rating system unveiled by Coinbase they determines whether a digital asset falls under United States securities law using guidance from the SEC. According to the blog post, any asset rating published by the council is a result of a factual analysis performed by outside legal experts in conjunction with technical experts at member firms. And those firms are important because they are the following. Anchorage, Bittrex, Circle, Coinbase, DRW, Cumberland, Genesis, Grayscale Investments, and Kraken. These member firms, typically acting through in-house lawyers, then deliberate and vote whether to adopt the rating. All scores published by the council are the result of these analytical and deliberative process. We expect and look forward to welcoming more organizations to the council over time. Now, the framework of how they come to these asset ratings is a result from a score between one to five. A score of one means the council's independent analysis suggests the asset has few or no characteristics consistent with a traditional regulated security. A score of five means the council's analysis suggests that an asset has many characteristics strongly consistent with treatment as a security. Of course, the council will publish its score for most assets that members support or use in the ordinary course of their respective businesses. They say they are expecting that some ratings will change over time and that they will accept and consider feedback from asset issuers when they want to share additional information or clarifications that may impact an asset's rating. Now, the council's ratings are performed independently, like we spoke of. They are not endorsed, and this is to be underlined, by the SEC and CFTC or any government agency, developer team, or third party, and they are definitely not legal advice. They did say that they will seek input from development teams. Developers have no influence over the performance of the analysis, and most of the council's ratings have been established without a direct developer input. So, of course, you have everybody in the crypto space up in arms about this. People are either on the fence of that, hey, what gives these companies a right to go out and tell us what's a security and what isn't? And then you have people on the other side that are saying, hey, well, at least it's them and it's not somebody else like uh, Weiss Ratings who tried to create their own kind of chart of what's a 
good crypto and bad crypto. Take a listen. We're rating the uh, cryptocurrencies themselves, the distributed ledgers, which is about, you know, what we have right now, about 120 that we cover. Uh, that does not include, at this point, all the tokens that have been issued for by projects to raise funds, uh, which have just gone down the tubes, most of them. Yeah, the ICOs. <laughs> the ICOs. We, we don't cover the ICOs, but we do cover the platforms and distributed ledger technologies, which Bitcoin, Ethereum, and 120 others. Uh, and um, we base it on a model, not personal opinion, based on big data that we feed into a computer model, and then calculate a series of, uh, of formulas, which then are aggregated to a final grade. Yeah, I think I'll take uh, Coinbase <laughs> and everybody else <laughs> instead of them doing it. And it really comes down to that. It's better the devil you know than the devil you don't. And, and that mainly means that it's better to deal with people that you are familiar with because you know how they're going to do things than to deal with somebody that you don't know or unknown company or uh, person or whatever and then find out that they are completely off the wall. And this is ultimately Coinbase and the rest of these exchanges out there kind of starting to lead the way in crypto. And we've already seen that. We've seen Gemini and Coinbase and other exchanges like Kraken kind of come out with different sorts of ideas and how they want to progress the crypto space, whether that's um, proof of stake and implementing that as a custodial solution so they can make their investors money, or that means literally setting the ground and foundation for what's a security and what isn't. They're basically raising their hand at the front of the class and saying, hey, SEC, hey, CFTC, we are doing our own thing and we can't wait on you to classify what a crypto is and what isn't a crypto. And I'm really exceedingly proud of what they did today. I, I'm probably in the minority in that. I think that's bullish for me. It's complex. Crypto is complex. And when it comes to legal issues surrounding crypto and whether it's a security or not and how that in fact, turns to developers out there who have to realize that, hey, am I taking a risk here by creating something that, that's gonna break a money transmitter law or, or, or get fined? I mean, th these are all things that we need to kind of fix. And I like that they're taking the first step in doing this. So the next thing you're probably wondering is, uh, what are the asset ratings, Car? Like, what have they come out and said, uh, what is a security and what isn't? Well, <laughs> you'd be surprised because this looks extremely biased. Uh, Bitcoin is a one. Uh, so there's an absence of marketed token sale or corresponding marketing efforts. It's decentralized development and usage and anonymity of the project team. That's why it's rated one. So it's not a security. Uh, something like Algorand is a two, which I find extremely like, really? That's a VC coin <laughs> if I've ever seen one. So that one looks definitely like it's been tampered. That should be a four, but it says the sale of a token or token interest after the system had existing utility, absence of investment like language or marketing, decentralized development efforts. Uh, no, that, that was highly a VC coin and that was dumped on Coinbase and then retail investors were able to buy it as security. It's not decentralized, not yet. Give it time, maybe it will be in a year or two, but right now it's currently not. So they gave that a two, and then they gave Mana a 3.75, which is Decentraland, 
they gave Litecoin a one, which is definitely, a, you know, not a security. Uh, they gave Ethereum a two, which is what? <laughs> really? Technically, yeah. But as far as it is right now, it's extremely decentralized at this point, in my opinion. Uh, they gave Stellar a 3.75, which is surprising because they have a big ecosystem. Uh, and they gave XRP a four, which is basically saying it's possibly a security. Um, yeah, there's a... They gave Tezos a 3.75. So it's you can kind of see what they're doing here. And this is this is what I said. It's better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Are they playing favorites? Yes, they definitely are playing favorites. Um, but I think uh, at least we know what to expect. <laughs> like, I wasn't surprised when I saw Algorand at two. I was just like, of course they're going to give it a two. They even gave Chainlink a two. And Chainlink is not nearly as big of an ecosystem as Ethereum. Uh, that should be a three. Uh, at best. Um, yeah, so the big elephant in the room is, of course, that's right, XRP. So the second thing I thought when I saw this was, holy crap, look at what the SEC is doing right now when they're, you know, finding EOS, you know, or they're finding uh, SIA. And what does this mean for the big elephant in the room that is Ripple? Is XRP a security? Are we going to see a fine issued out from the SEC? If we look at the CRC, which is uh, their policy, they're a four. But what's Ripple's take on this? Take a listen to Brad Garlinghouse. The SEC, obviously, is uh, the, the SEC in the United States is the, the governor of that. And I think it's very clear that XRP is not a security. You know, it, it, does, it's an, it exists independently of Ripple, the company. If Ripple, the company, shut down tomorrow, the XRP ecosystem would continue to exist. It's an independent open source technology. From an ownership point of view, owning XRP doesn't give you any ownership of Ripple equity. And ultimately, as we just talked about, XRP has a lot of utility. And so it's, it, to me, it's quite different than what a security you know, looks like. And I think ultimately we'll, we'll find that conclusion. Is regulation a tool of risk to your business? I actually think regulation is a benefit to our business. I think those that think the blockchain revolution is to attack the government or attack regulation, I think they're just wrong. You know, the, the blockchain revolution is happening from within the system, not from outside the system. I think. One of the reasons why Ripple has enjoyed so much momentum is because we've been working with regulators. We count the, the Bank of England as a customer of ours. The Saudi Arabian Monetary Authority is a customer of ours. We're working with other central banks around the world. And I think it's because of that engagement we're continuing to see them embrace and see the benefits of using these technologies. But what happens if XRP is classed as a security? What does that mean for your X-Rapid product, for example? I, I, don't, I can't think of many arguments why XRP would be deemed a security, and so I, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, don't worry. It's uh, the retail investor's problem. <laughs> That's what it sounds like he's saying. Um, so I was listening to all of this, and then CRC came out, Framework Asset Ratings came out, uh, SEC started issuing out fines and charges this week. Um, this is all happening, right? And then all of a sudden... I'm checking out a podcast, one of my favorites from Charlie Shrem, and he has uh, Charlie Lee on there. And uh, Charlie Lee starts talking about Ripple. And uh, he has an interesting tell to tell. Take a listen. Yeah, on the other end of the spectrum would be coins like Ripple, right? Where Ripple printed, printed 100 billion coins for themselves initially. And yes. I mean, they, would, they argued that they didn't do it and someone else printed the coins and gave it to them. But... I mean, you were there. Is that what they're saying? Is that what they're saying? No, that's that's not what they're that's saying. That's what they're saying today. Oh my god! Um, no, that's not. I was there. That's definitely not true. I've 
five emails. Yeah, these days they're really trying to change history by claiming that they didn't they didn't create the coins. I mean, just try to not be labeled as a security, right? So they're saying that um, oh, whatever, whoever, whatever. The I think they're saying Jed as a separate entity, like created the coins and then donated it to to the Ripple company today, and now they're managing the coins. But whatever the story is, what happened was that they created 100 billion coins out of thin air and basically using those coins to kind of effectively to bribe people, right? To give away the coins. I mean, they did, they did a lot of giveaways, if I remember correctly. If, you, if you've been around back then, you've noticed that Ripple has always been like the number two or number three coin, right? So what the, the strategy that they, they did was they... They own the majority of the coins, right? Initially, like maybe like ninety nine percent of the coins. So only a small amount is out there um, as kind of float. So they have effective control of the price, right? As long as they don't they don't sell their coins, they can um, kind of uh, push the price up, right? And create and you know market cap is coin market cap uses like the total number of coins out there. So yes, and they kept themselves like in the kind of up there, right? Number two, number three coins by doing that. And it kept people thinking about them, right? And then they they basically, I, I consider it like kind of like fake it until you make it strategy where they would claim that they're using, um, the, using the coin XRP for these projects and then convince banks or other companies to support them and they would give away their XRP, right? In the in a way that's locked up, so whoever is receiving the XRP can't sell it for X number of years, um, and that's a pretty smart strategy. And then people who actually get the XRP would partner with them, and they release press release about how they're going to use XRP. Um, but they may eventually not use XRP at all. But what matters is the is the marketing effect it had, right? And then people would buy XRP, the price would go up, and then in meanwhile the company Ripple is selling like billion dollars worth of XRP every year. And they're just using that money to, to fund their, their company. It's been quite successful. Yeah. So I definitely think something is coming. Um, I just feel like at this point, the SEC is going to probably send them a fine. Uh, It's not going to be surprising to me when it happens. I would be, I'd be extremely shocked if it didn't happen here this year, but um, I think I think I think that's going to happen at some point. And even if they get Ripple a fine, hit with a fine, um, I don't think there's anything else that could possibly um, you know stop them at this point. It'll just be like a speeding ticket uh, because um, you know look how much they they uh, fined EOS. I think it was like twenty five million. Wasn't very much at all. So I think we're likely going to see that and that's going to settle that. Um, but seeing the CRC <laughs> rate ripple a four when it probably should be a five, it was very generous of them, um, especially with what Charlie said. Crazy to think that, um, you know, they thought that they could get away with it or at least convince people that they could get away with it. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Okay, with that, let's get into coin talk. That's right. There's so much to cover or uncover about where the market is going. Currently, right now, we're at 8,200. People are scared. It's okay. It's okay to be scared. 
but we're likely headed for a surprise. Let's do it. It is time. Only crypto, coins, trade, predictions ahead. It is what you spend all day wondering. gentlemen it's time for coin talk but before we jump into that just want to talk about a couple things uh just a reminder here i want to say in two weeks uh, the week of the 21st this month i'm going to take off that week so we will still have shows they'll just be pre-recorded uh, probably like three or four pre-recorded shows so that way uh, you guys have some some content to listen to and this is all because i have to take my test my certification test here that week and I needed to study. Um, so I appreciate y'all. Um, shoot me some ideas on Telegram or via email. Uh, shoot me any ideas you have for something that maybe you wanna see me cover as a kind of a one-off show that uh, necessarily doesn't coincide with um, with time or anything like that. Uh, I would be happy to hear any, any suggestions. So if you have any ideas, shoot them my way, carthrillerpodcast.club or carthrillercrypto.com. Um, anything else? I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Oh, oh, oh. Also want to give a uh, special thanks to Zapped. Uh, he's a longtime listener, a longtime listener, and he just signed up for uh, the crypto subscription. And Zapped, it's nice to have you on board, buddy. I appreciate you. Uh, and I appreciate everybody else, too, as well, because it's because of y'all that we have these shows. Um, that I look forward to doing every single day. It's a lot of fun. Um, really don't get to do a lot of stuff like this on the regular shows that we release out to the public because um, they're more, uh, you know, very much a, uh, a running uh, show at this point. They, they have their own little thing and that's their thing and that's what we do in them. Uh, this one, these, these just feel more freeform. I like it because I can, you know, I can ramble for an hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not an hour or two, but I can ramble for a little bit longer or I can make a mistake or I can take some time with actually, you know, thinking about what I want to say before I say it. And I appreciate y'all for that. OK, with that, let's get into our disclaimer. That's right. This market is bloody, bloody red. And we got to talk about where it's headed. I have a few ideas of what I see happening, um, but we can't do it without rolling our disclaimer because this will save us from the SEC. Who knows? Maybe they're looking at car, trying to find them. Hope they take crypto. It's the only way they're getting paid. <laughs> so roll the disclaimer. Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future. Even if he thinks he can, he is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. time for coin talk my favorite part of the day and before we jump into that we got to do something we gotta we gotta get ready um, it's bloody out there so it's time to lock and load put on some gear because there is a red alert all right so it looks like bitcoin 
is currently right now at 82.76. So coin market cap of 219 billy, Bitcoin dominance of 67.7%. Where is everything headed? That's the big question that everybody's talking about. Well, before we dive into where Bitcoin is headed, let's talk about where we've been here in the last past, I don't know, maybe five days. So CME futures expired on Friday. We immediately saw a little pump. That was cool, right? Getting back above 8,500, it felt good. Uh, we had some alts that were running over the weekend. It was nice. Everything was great. Uh, come here on Monday, end of the third quarter. Uh, we see alts run yesterday for a, for a brief moment. Um, chain links up. Some other key cryptos that um, saw you know 10, 20% increase. It was nice. You can tell people are moving over into some alts right now. I think at the price that we are in, myself included, I, I, I just see tremendous upside for some alts because they're priced so low. Okay, that's where, that's where we've been. So I'm going to put a chart inside of the newsletter, so make sure to check that out. Right now, we're kind of just going off of the support line of $8,200, and we're just... Um, kind of just grinding on this key level. And everybody in the space is extremely bearish right now. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> to say the, 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 and you know, it's funny because people, there's some people out there that think that the, um, the price of the halving is already priced in. They're ridiculous. <laughs> what are you talking about? Bitcoin's at $8,200. There's no way the halving price is priced in into Bitcoin right now. You need to look at some some charts and research <laughs> before spouting off craziness like that. No, we are in what I'm calling just bearish tendencies. Uh, this space goes into what I like to call a negative spell sometimes. And then it in turn makes people sell their Bitcoin because they think the price is going lower. Where is that key support level that I'm watching for? I'm still waiting for 7,400. If we fall below 7,400, then yes. If we fall below 7,100, then yes, we'll probably see a gigantic fall to 5,600. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls out there, we're not at those levels yet. So stop talking about them. We're at $8,200 and we're going back and forth between 82 and 84, just grinding on this line. Yes, we're in a bare pattern that looks very bearish right now. Yes, I agree. But until we get to those levels, uh, we, we shouldn't be in a, in a panic mode. Uh, we, we should be in a let's buy more Bitcoin mode because the happening has yet to happen. Uh, we're just getting pummeled with bad news. The SEC this week, uh, CRC coming out today, uh, just a lot of bad news, and it's extremely surprising, especially in October. October is usually a great month for crypto. Uh, it's not starting off that way. <laughs> it's not looking good. Um, so I'm currently waiting to see what happens. I'm not in the process of selling any of my Bitcoin right now. I'm holding steady. Uh, but I am in the process of buying alts and buying Bitcoin. And that's what I do. This is, these are the things that I do to get me through times like these. Uh, yes, it gets boring after a while because you're seeing something go sideways and it's it's very mechanical uh, as far as the, the trading and the, and the and the and the and the slushing around of, of money. 
it just feels very mechanical, these charts. It doesn't feel like a regular Bitcoin chart to me anymore. But that's okay. It's a new skill to learn. And right now, surprisingly, looks like Chainlink has pumped close to $1.95. It's up 9% on the day. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I picked up Chainlink last week and um, I picked up more of it. I had a little bit before, but this is... Uh, this is one that I'm, I'm betting like <laughs> I'm betting on the next bull run for um, kind of like how I did with uh, Link or not Link, um, Litecoin on the last one. It's just knowing where things are headed and seeing how they're going to transpire over time. And this is one that I was able to get in really cheap at $1.66. So to me, that's <laughs> that's a good buy. Uh, and it's already up over 30 percent the past week. It's pretty good. Uh, I could sell now on a profit, but I won't. I'll hold off. So this up and down movement doesn't really um, matter long term, uh, not until at least the next bull run. Um, everything else looks red. Zero uh, X has seen a nice little pump to 21 cents. Uh, Bitcoin, <laughs> poor Bitcoin. Uh, I don't see anything else. Oh, Zilliqua, Zillikai, Zillika, Zillika, maybe. I don't know how to pronounce that at this point. Zilliqua. I want to say it's Zilliqua. Who knows? Anyways, it's up 13%. That's up five-tenths of a cent. Yeah, everything else looks pretty much um, pretty much red. Uh, the, uh, the only thing this week that I'm really looking at purchasing more of is uh, Bitcoin, um, more Ethereum, and more Litecoin. Uh, Litecoin's at $56. I think that's a steal right now. Um, what else? What else? What else? Cardano. Wow. Three cents. And I think I think that's it. I think that's it. I think those are the only two. Oh, Cosmos is up a percent. 255. That's good. Yeah, Cosmos and um, Chainlink are the ones that I'm making a strong, uh, a strong pay uh, or play, I should say. Uh, for this next bull run, I really think those are going to be two um, big alts uh, when it comes to next next this next run after the halving, um, and I can't wait for that halving as well too. I feel like people need to see Bitcoin run again. <laughs> people need to see Bitcoin do great things again for them to believe in it. It's just been one of those one of those. It's just been a weird past three weeks where. Bitcoin really hasn't done anything, and so people are unimpressed with it. But once you start seeing Bitcoin rise again, people just get like, whoa, wow, did you see that 2K ups, upswing? And look at that. And people start FOMOing in. You start getting phone calls from your your family and your friends. Is this a good time to get into Bitcoin? <laughs> it's at $13,000. Should I get into Bitcoin now? No, you should have gotten in when it was at $8,000. <laughs> or you should have gotten in when it was at $3,000 in December. Like, come on. But that would not surprise me. Anyways, watch those key levels, 7,400, 7,200, 7,100. If, if, we, if we fall below those, then yes, it, it's definitely time to set a stop loss and, and, and recover back. Uh, but even then, you're, you're really, 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 really taking a risk because these bears get what they want and they want 3K Bitcoin. <laughs> they, they, they want Bitcoin to really fall. And uh, they they want it to fall to 3K. And if they get their way, um, trust me when I say this, if Bitcoin falls to 3K again, you're going to see it 
Fallout 3K for only a moment. No one is going to allow it to um, to stay in that range very long. You'll see a lot of people buying it, uh, myself included, at that price. Um, yeah, I mean, that's an opportunity. 3K Bitcoin is an opportunity that everybody wants. Uh, I just don't see it happening. Uh, five, 56, uh, I could see that happening. But even then, um, that that would be extremely a, a rare situation because at that point it would be over 80% drop. But we'll see. Crazier things have happened. Okay, with that, let's get on to the end of the show. Georgia, he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sawing on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you'd care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now you played pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle of gold against your soul because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet you're gonna regret cause I'm the best as ever been. Johnny, rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Cause hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. up his case and he said I'll start this show and fire flew from his fingertips as he rosined up his bow and he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss and then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this Johnny said, well, you're pretty good, old son, but sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done. Fire on the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun. Chicken in the bread pan, picking out dough. Granny let your dog bite, no child, no. devil bowed his head because he knew that he'd been beat and he laid that golden fiddle on the ground at Johnny's feet. Johnny said, devil just come on back if you ever want to try again. I done told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best as ever been. He played fire on the mountain, run, boys, run. Devil's in the house of the rising sun. The chicken in the bread pan, I'm picking out dough. Granny, will you don't fight no child, no.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, another Thriller Coin Talk. It's Dunsies. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. You know, I thought it would be fitting to <laughs> end the show on that song, Devil Went Down in Georgia. It's just one of those songs that uh, really sticks to you. May you rest in peace, Charlie Daniels. Um, uh, be sure to send me your thoughts on what you want to see for that week that I'm going to be studying. I really need some ideas, <laughs> to be honest with you. All right. Bye, Bitcoin. Save the world. See you next time. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with R. Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto and not Carr. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world. One Satoshi at a time.